Hello, lovely Water Trio listeners, and welcome back. We have a special Full Moon in Aries episode, and we're going to be launching this a little bit earlier than normal to catch it. So really excited to be talking about all the things that this Aries full moon is going to be about. It feels like it's highlighting so much of what 2019 has been about um, and bringing it all into the one space. But first off, we want to speak a little bit about our Water Trio Live retreat event in January. So coming up on Thursday, January 9th, it's going to be all about 2020. So for those lucky people in Brisbane or those Gold Coast or Sunshine Coast, or we've even heard a few people thinking of flying in. Um, please make sure that you book in. The early bird ticket price finishes 31st of this month. So book on in. We've had quite a few tickets sold already. So really looking forward to meeting everybody there. I can't wait to see you girls and hang out and meet some of our lovely listeners. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, well, A, because we'll be together in person, so we'll just have to, like, stay on topic of the astrology of 2020, but that's the fun <laughs> part is we can just share our love for astrology with everyone who can join us and who's interested to get some insight and guidance for this very special year ahead that is 2020. Awesome. Cass, what are you looking forward to about it? Oh, I'm in, I'm just looking forward to everything about it. Um, I just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. And, you know, you know, I've had uh, people, you know, connect with me and say, you know, they're really looking forward to it. And I think it's just really going to be, I think, you know, the astrological community and people who are really interested in astrology are just really excited to have opportunities where we can all meet in person. And I think that's where that energy comes alive and we can really, um, you know, all be together, which will be really fun. Yeah. yeah. And you two went and did a site visit at the venue as well, didn't you? Like, And it sounds like it's this beautiful sort of Taurus outdoor in the bush kind of space. Yeah. Totally. With a beautiful city view. So it's kind of like this really weird, like, you know, it's when we talk about it being a retreat, it really feels like that because you're just sort of driving along and then you go up this hill and it's just beautiful. But, yeah, it's a really, like, pretty space. Um in nature and all that good stuff. So it's going to be, so, I'm just so really looking forward to it now that I've seen it in the flesh um, and can really envision uh, the day. It's going to be really, really great. Yeah, we actually took a little a few photos and a little video there. So we'll have to pop those up on social media in the next yeah. week or so. Yeah, cool. I love that. So full moon. Who wants to go? Who wants to start? Where should we start? Okay, Where should I'll we end? Start. I'm happy to start. <laughs> So uh, mostly because I do think this is one of the more dramatic full moons that we've had in quite some time, and we are going to bring the chart on the screen. So I'm going to do that while I'm talking. Um, the full moon's in Aries, and so keep in mind that, you know, the full moon is always a time of heightened emotion, and then Aries being a fire sign, there's always a lot more drama or expressiveness. So it does feel a little bit reactive. Can you gals see the um, yeah. chart on the yeah. screen there now? Uh, yeah, so the full moon, it's got that sense of, you know, maybe being a bit reactive to it. But the big drama, if you like, is that the full moon makes a very tight square to the planet Pluto. And we've got a lot of... Um, planetary energy that's quite heavy on the cardinal axis. As we all know, we've all survived the mid-year, 
you know, Cancer, Capricorn kind of crush. And this is quite an intensity with, with Capricorn and with Libra being so strongly activated. It feels a little bit like a flashpoint or a boiling over point for some of the events or dramas that people might have been dealing with all year. Uh, I do think one of the great things about that is you know, when things boil over or, you know, maybe you, you, you blurt something out a little prematurely, but the great thing about Aries is that we're often instinctive and quite honest. So the timing might not be perfect, but you're often going to be hitting home on quite important topics. Uh, but what are you both thinking about this very dramatic full moon? You go, Cass. Um, it's sort of funny in the last, uh, you know, 24, 48 hours, I've had a few astrologer friends, um, you know, message me on Facebook and yeah, Hey, going Cass. And I know they've got like personal planets around this 20 degree cardinal point. So we just go, Oh, we've got like 20 degree cardinal planet. Oh yeah. Okay. So we kind of, <laughs> we, we know exactly what we're talking about without talking about it. But, um, yeah, I think it's definitely going to, you know, bring perhaps either this full moon to me really has a bit of an eclipsy feel because as you said, Kel, it's one of the more dramatic lunations we've had for a while. So probably since those eclipses, you know, this, um, you know, full moon, the ruler is Mars in Libra. So we are going to perhaps see perhaps a little bit of stuff that's been bubbling up under the surface of relationships, whether, you know, the amount of togetherness we've got, the amount of independence we've got, and trying to find that that balance or that's, you know, that doesn't mean 50-50, but a balance that uh, is mutually agreeable. And with Pluto in the mix, um, that's really only going to come out or come about through being really sheer honesty, um, saying those, you know, direct things, Aries, saying things how it is, regardless of how it might come across or how it might fall on the ears of other people. So, um, you know, these squares, they're going to bring tension to this full moon that's already tense in of itself. So I think it's definitely going to bring, um, I know this is my favorite word right now, but it is going to sort of bring some clarity around those things that have been bubbling under the surface for a little while. Um, and it might sort of come about in a way that is, you know, Aries doesn't pull any punches, you know, it's, it's doing things, no. you know, whichever way it sees fit, you know, it's a, act now, think later, if you think at all. So it is kind of like almost this blind leading the blind. It's an instinctual, it's, you know, I'm just going head first into this thing that feels right for me in the time. And it may not be well thought out. It may not be planned, but sometimes with that pure instinct, as you mentioned, Kel, comes through a pure honesty that you wouldn't quite get to if you were trying to, you know, libra your way through it and be overcompensating or accommodating of how it might feel. So um, I think it's definitely going to, you know, pinpoint some of the, the Capricorn drama of the year as well for some people. Mm. How about you, Lishi? What are your thoughts around it? Miss, yeah, seeing as you can deal with this one, being the, uh, <laughs> the native. Yes, yes. And I agree with everything both of you have said. And also what I wanted to point out is we've got Jupiter in the mix there as well from Sag. And so, Kel, when you were saying the heightened emotion, I was like, mm-hmm, yep. And uh, Jupiter's just going to flow, throw some <laughs> flash on that fire as well because 
you know, having already, as you said, cast that moon in Aries, I have felt like Jupiter's just been big, like so big this year. It's been amazing in so many ways, but it expands whatever it touches. So it's going to really expand all the things that are to do with this moon here. And sextile it is, sextile the sun there too. So it's like there's, there's goodness and fullness and temptation to go overboard with all of this. And I feel like, yeah, there's moon in Aries. Gosh, what are some of the things about that? It's impulsive. It's rash. Um, it doesn't like it's, to wait for things. It's, it's excitable. Um, it's just, is and, it the and buffet pioneering. of crazy leashy? Is that yes. the one you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, well, it is. This is, this is absolutely it. And I feel like this is almost when the chickens come home to roost. If you have been saying yes to all the things all year, all those Jupiter things, then this is going to be when you're going to realize, oh, I can't, I can't do it all. Like if you hadn't. And I think as well, it is going to help us see, right, you know, the, the sun sextile Jupiter is probably the last touch, I think, that we've got to Jupiter before everything moves into Sag. Like once everything is in Scorpio, there's no more highlighting the Jupiter. So it's almost like, okay, do what you can with the rest of what's available for this Jupiter in Sag. And, um, but hone it down, keep it streamlined, make sure things are really clear with it. And I think, you know, the Pluto connection in there, you can't tell lies with this. You know, this is the x-ray vision of it all. It's like, okay, you know, we've got Venus in Scorpio ruling the sun in this. We've got Pluto squaring both the sun and the moon this is a time where everything's going to be stripped back bare and it's it's a space of vulnerability. And if we can take the courage to move into that place and, and be brave and, and do all those Brené Brown things of just showing up as you are, not trying to pretend that you're something that you're not, this is actually when real change can happen and real movement can happen. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I could go on about this all day. I'll stop for now and <laughs> just see what either of you have to say. <laughs> yeah, I do like the Jupiter support. I, I feel that the Jupiter is providing a little bit of relief or this ability to see how whatever intense truth serum type process you're going through is leading you somewhere valuable, even if it's intense in the moment. Um, like it sort of feels a little bit like with all the, the Pluto, Capricorn, Saturn, you know, because this is quite an intense configuration to have the Capricorn Libra sort of square off going on, thrown in with the full moon. But with Jupiter there, it does feel as though, ah, but I see where this is going or I see why this has value that, you know, it's worth going through because of maybe the wisdom or the self-awareness that I can get even if it's quite confronting um, in the process. Or the Jupiter and Sag piece can just bring a freedom at any cost. You know, I'm not doing this Pluto stuff. It's too tense. It's too restrictive. It's too too much power over me. And mm. the Aries-Sag dynamic can just be like that horse at the proverbial gate um, looking for the escape route. Yeah, because it's quite a powerful moon Jupiter trine, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. 
you know, everybody deals with the Pluto pieces differently. For some people, it's like, you know, bring it on. I want to dive into this. Whereas for some people, they will just avoid that at all costs, depending on their nature of um, wanting to like go there with stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah. Mm. And this is the polarity, you know, the Aries Libra polarity is the polarity of relationship. And I feel like in this, it's if I need to be okay for my relationships to be okay. It's like putting yourself first so that you can give everything to your relationships, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Yeah, at least that's a good point, the Aries Libra polarity, because that always kind of highlights the balance between kind of me versus we. You know, yeah. that idea of am I doing enough for myself? Am I being maybe selfish um, in a really healthy, self-aware way? Or have I just sort of sacrificed and given over what's important to me to keep the peace, essentially, you know, I think, you know, we talk about Libra being a sign of compromise, but a true compromise, I was talking about this with a client this week, actually, you know, a true compromise is when two people have this honest, open, everything on the table discussion and agree where to meet in the middle. A compromise is not when you just don't do what you want to do to please someone else or you, you know, you avoid speaking up because you think it's going to be too difficult to do that. You know, we all struggle with that. Is this worth having a conversation about? You know, which, you know, is that the hill you want to die on type of thing? And Mm. I do wonder about like the full moon being ruled by um, Mars. So the full moon's in Aries and Mars is in Libra. It really does feel like some seesaw or back and forth between weighing the scales of what compromises or adjustments you're prepared to make and what you might have done unconsciously that you need to pull back or, you know, put back on the table. And I think too, the assumption piece that can come in sometimes with this as well, it's like, well, I think I need to do this to keep the peace in the relationship, but because there's no honest Pluto conversation, you actually might be assuming the other person needs something that they don't need. And they're just waiting for you to show up honestly and authentically and, uh, you know, kind of trying to keep nice as well. And so everyone's just trying to keep nice and nothing happens. Sounds a little bit like politics really, but anyway. Well, at least here in Australia. Oh, politics is like a bit cray-cray everywhere right now. Canada's going into an election cycle and let's not talk about American politics because that's just depressing. No. No. Oh, Australia is not great either. I know. I know it's not. Just selling our soul. Yeah. Anyway. To anything. We're not a political show. (laughs) We're not a political show. I shouldn't have thrown that football in there. I know. But, I mean, what we're talking about here are ethics, which are such a Libra thing. You know, Mars in Libra for the first time in two years. Have you compromised your ethics or your integrity on something that you totally regret? Did you make a deal with the devil that you didn't realise that you were making? Or maybe you did realise, but now you regret it type of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I know it's kind of can almost be seen as cliche, but when you think about it, most of our problems in life come from a lack of communication or effective communication and matching the things that you say and the things in your mind and, you know, what you intend to say, what the other person hears, et cetera, et cetera. Like that could just be a whole rant, but I won't go there. And just having a look, um, the full moon ruler is Mars in Libra within Mercury's terms. 
that is, and, you know, um, and then, of course, Mercury is in Scorpio. So it is really about going deeper and having those conversations that, you know, the Libra part of us, and, you know, I, I'll speak for the three of us with the uh, taking the Libra team, um, you know, sometimes we will avoid those things because ultimately we're just after harmony and sometimes that can be at any cost you know um compromising our you know accommodating you know the needs at the sacrifice of our own and back to your piece about compromise i think this full moon can help us realize that fine balance between compromise is a willingness to to perhaps you know scratch your back and I'll, you know you scratch mine or we're making a I will give you this, but in return, this is what I want. That's compromise. And this is what we do in relationships. Mm. That is different to sacrifice. Yes. You know, for example, the relationship you have with your child. You know, I want some more milk, mom. You just go do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's just what we do. It's a, But if your partner says, I want more milk, you get it yourself, you know. So it's yeah. a difference. Get you the know, beer and- from the fridge, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's such an Aussie thing. <laughs> I yeah, think no, of the New Zealand film, like, make me some eggs, woman, you know, back from the 90s. But that was a really, yeah, Jake the Buzz. But anyway, so not everyone will know that. But, you know, this is what this full moon is going to bring to light is, you know, the difference between compromise, which is a willing exchange based on fair agreements versus mm-hmm. sacrifice. And sometimes we think we're compromising because we're showing that love or we're showing that kindness or we're keeping the peace. But it chips and it erodes at our confidence um, mm. at our abilities to express ourselves and eventually that becomes bitterness and resentment so this full moon it's just like you know it's all out it's all out there and um yeah I mean you know as I've said many times on the show I'm a fan of Aries so um I think Lucky this is that. definitely going it's yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely going to you know just help you perhaps reclaim a sense of um maybe not quite so much control, but a sense of feeling like you're in charge of a situation that might have got a little bit out of hand because of that willingness to compromise, which uh, unconsciously has actually become sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the word compromise, it's co-promise that's there, co-promise. It's two people promising something together. And this is something I talk with clients about regularly, you know, to help get part, you know, I think most people will say one of the biggest problems in their relationship beyond money and children is communication. Mm-hmm. And so one way to get above the communication piece is having contracts, like literally writing out contracts in our relationships to say, to keep things clear, you know, that that Capricorn. So honestly, bring your needs to the table, ask the other person to do it. And then you can clearly write down, okay, I'm going to take the garbage out and you're going to clean the bathrooms and, you know, I'm going to be responsible for the kids on these nights and you can do it on those nights. And when it's down in writing, there's no assumption, there's no judgment, Mm. there's no expectation. It's just like, honey, that's what you promised to do. Um, Or, you know, it might be around finances or it might be around the mortgage or it might be around, you know, many different things. But when it's down in writing, you can, everything is clear, everything is clean. And it's almost like it takes the heat out of the, Mm. out of the communication. So it enables things to really flow a lot more easily. So maybe that's something we could all be trying under this, um, this full moon. Yeah. That makes me think, Leish, that 
I think if you do, if somebody does have a little bit of a boil over under this full moon, it may be because you haven't been speaking up or asking for what you want, that you've been overdoing the peacekeeping protocols, which, Mm. you know, society kind of encourages us to do. And so if you do get that boil over or that reaction or that kind of lashing out, that'll be a clue where there is some inequality or inequity in your life, whether it's relationship or career or with a friend that you want to kind of change, basically. And I know we're talking about the full moon, you know, it's 20 degrees Aries. It's Sunday, October 13 in Canada and the States. It's Monday, October 14 in Australia, but it does flavor almost the entire two weeks following until we have the next lunation. Um, And the next lunation will be the new moon in Scorpio. And that's sort of October 27, 28. We'll talk about that as we get to it, but it is going to flavor. Certainly this whole week is that theme about you know, independence versus partnership and speaking up versus biting your tongue and and just being really thoughtful about the instances where you don't say something and what that might cost you versus finding the courage to speak out about something that really is important to you that you can't keep denying. Yeah, totally. And, you know, to your point, Kel, even a lot of the um, aspects this week continuing are all plugged into, you know, Venus and Pluto, uh, sorry, Venus and Saturn, Mercury and Pluto and Venus and the nodes, they're all kind of plugged into this whole same story of bringing in the truth about relationships and and looking to the long term to get clarity, as you say, around things. It's, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see just where it brings us. And this is the, this is the, the lunation that marks the midpoint between the eclipses. It's, it's the one, and I don't think it's quite at the bendings, but this is where it's halfway between eclipses. So it's, it marks that kind of point of like, well, what did we learn in July and getting us ready for December, January, um, for the next round of chips being thrown in the air and seeing where it may fall. So perhaps it's using this time as well to go, right, really, what was July all about for me? And was I speaking up enough about it? Did I give enough voice to what I need? Um, Or was I just feeding at the buffet of crazy? And how can I fix things? And how can I put strategies in place so that when the eclipse in December and January comes around, things are a little bit more clear and clean and our uh, foundations are more stable to come at it from. And to think that this um, lunation happens at 20 Aries and the 20 degree um, cardinal point is so intense this month and that's also the degree that Pluto stationed on at the beginning of the month, 20 mm. cap. So it's almost like something is festering or something is, you know, warning like a... I don't want to be so visual and gross, but it's like, you know, when you've got a blind pimple and it's all under there and you're just like wanting it to like get it out. Like, and that's, it's almost like, you know, this Aries lunation is definitely going to be like that lancet and just like getting it all out. And so, you know, things could perhaps be a little bit, you know, um, volatile or angry, you know, when you've had a good crack at a pimple, right? If your skin is a little bit um, inflamed or it's a little bit, um, you know, irritated for a little while. So, you know, sometimes time alone or, you know, go cool off a little bit. If you got hot under the collar, go and spend some time by yourself or do something that will, um, you know, soothe you or calm you down a little bit. Um, 
you know, I think that independence factor is going to be really huge um, through this. It may not be a problem that can be solved together straight away. <laughs> um, it might just need a little bit of space and then you can sort of maybe come back to, to the togetherness piece. But for now it's, you know, rocking the flag of being solo and, um, you know, working out within your own heart and in your own mind about the best way to, to move forward with, with this level of intensity behind it. Yeah. It's almost like where the tennis match, where the, you know, the two players in between sets go off and sit in their corner and kind of get themselves together to then come back and continue the, the back and forth. Yeah, for sure. Um, that just made me think of the um, the Wimbledon tennis final this year, which was like a five-hour marathon, mm. um, and it was very devastating because Roger Federer didn't win, but other people may not care about that as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was honestly, it was like five hours of just back and forth, you know, and, you know, anyway, um, just when you said the back and forward, probably because I'm a was that, tragic was that tennis Novak? fan. I name? think it might Novacek? have been Nov- N- Novak. Um, Novacek? God, I can't even I... remember Djokovic. Djokovic. Um, uh, now I have to look it up immediately. Well, I mean, it was so disappointing. Yeah, it was Djokovic and Federer. Um, yeah. Honestly, five hours. And only because, I mean, Djokovic is, you know, at the height of his game. He's got many years of success ahead of him. And Federer is definitely, I mean, he, he and uh, he's just doing so well for someone of his age in this sport. Mm. And, he, you know, he, even in his press conference after, he was like, I, I just wasted an opportunity today, you know, because I came so close and... Anyway, the back and forward, you know, because, I mean, if you're a tennis fan, that match, like, you know, it was very evenly matched for so long. And yep. that sort of feels a little bit like this Aries, you know, Libra. We're, we're just back lobbing it over. Are you doing it for you? Are you doing it for us? And where do you put the choice? And it's hard to make choices. Making choices is one of the things we try to avoid as humans, because when you do make a choice, you're saying one thing or one person is more important than another thing or another person. Yeah. And we never like to do that, but we kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you end up with the buffet of crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. So this is like our, Take it from like our alienation. <laughs> yeah. Don't end this up. Is it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's playing out our stuff. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> All righty. Well, so yeah, what kind of wraps up the episode? Is there anything else to say? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So, blah, blah, blah. So many all. things. So many things. Well, what do you guys Definitely have going look- on? Well, I've I got a know. webinar coming up. Oh, no, actually, I don't have a webinar. I have a four-week course coming up. It's starting on October 30 in the United States, and it'll be the 31st here. So it's a four-week intensive around how to – figure out and prioritize your different um, predictive techniques uh, in chart work. So um, it's called layering techniques um, and working out which is going to be the best and what to talk about. And, of course, that can be a little bit different from uh, each chart to chart. But I'll teach you some tips and tricks to really kind of use some techniques as a funnel to get to the juice. So that starts um, at the end of the month and all the um, details are on the events tab on my website. Awesome. Come and learn from the Fedaria queen herself. <laughs> what about you, Kel? 
Uh, so I actually have just announced a one day workshop that I'm doing. I was just looking for the details of it um, in Denver on a weekend in November. So let me just get the details here. Um, <laughs> Do you like, want me to talk about my thing first? No, I just, got it. I just got it. And that's how newly announced it is. So it's called Aspects. Places of ease and pathways of frustration. So it's a full day training on everything you need to know about aspects in the birth chart. It's Sunday, November 24th in Boulder, Colorado. And there's an early bird price if you register by November 1st. Um, so 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in Boulder. And we're just going to have a fantastic day doing a deep dive onto aspects. So that's one of my favorite workshops to teach because, you know, aspects is like the meaty part of astrology. Everything. Can, everything rests on that. You know, I say this to my students all the time. I'm so excited. I'm banging my microphone here. Um, I just banged it with my hand. Um, the idea that... If you can do aspects, you can do everything else. You can do timing yep. astrology. You can do love astrology. You can do mundane astrology. You can do specialist areas like health or horary astrology. So you can write horoscopes. You can write horoscopes. Exactly. <laughs> but it all comes down to understanding planetary exchange. So yeah, that's um, end of November, November 24th in Denver. Now, if you want to sign up for that, pop over to the Astrology University website. I'm actually wearing my Astrology University t-shirt today just to um, give a shout out to Tony and the crew over there. Uh, so that's me. What about you, Leish? Uh, so talking about new moons in Scorpio, I have got my next new moon magic gathering. Um, so that's going to be happening Monday morning, the 28th of October here in Australia, um, Sunday afternoon, late evening for Europe and North America. So hop online to my website and you can register for that. And if you can't make it to that, um, it will be recorded. So you can still get access for those who it will be very late for Europe. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Um, Fantastic. And then, of course, everyone. our Water Trio event is another shout-out yes. to that, that if you want to join us in January for a full day of fun and learning and insight, um, that's on your website, Leash, isn't it? So, AlishaYusuf.com. Yep. Yeah. So, and all, yeah. it's all the links are in the show notes and also there is a Facebook event on our Facebook page if anyone wants to go and find out more via Facebook. Fantastic. Thanks, gals. Awesome. Happy New Year, full moon, full moon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we should ask our, our listeners to let us know how the full moon manifests Totes. for them. How do you feel? Do you yell at someone? Do you get an insight? Do you get clarity? Let us know in the comments below or via our Facebook page. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Alrighty. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye.